0: CineBuds is supported by Associated Bank CineBuds CineBuds Two Buddies CineBuds, Talking about CineBuds. cinema Hey <laughs> This is CineBuds Two Buddies talking about cinema I am uh, Buddy One, Justin Barney From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee And I'm
1: uh, the second Buddy, uh, Christopher Pollard From Milwaukee Film
0: And this week we are talking about White Boy Rick How come we stay, dead? Hey. Detroit. Son, the lion don't leave the Serengeti. Besides, it's going to be our year. I can kill it. White Boy Rick is a crime drama. Yeah. True set, life story. True life story set in the mid-80s. You want to give us a further rundown of the plot?
1: Yeah. It is uh, about a young man named Ricky Worsha Jr., uh, he was a street hustler, FBI informant, and drug kingpin all before he turned 16. It's a true story. It is a true story. I read all that by the way from the poster, which is the most succinct poster I've ever seen. <laughs> they just give you in giant red letters the plot of the film. And we kind of we want to talk about it because you know it's a it's a
0: movie that's out right now. It also features Matthew McConaughey, who's the of biggest star in it. Heard of him? And also it features two Milwaukee musicians. What? Ishtar and Budadar both have uh, roles in this movie. And I remember hearing this when it was in production and being like, okay, people in Milwaukee are like in a film. like yeah. Films are made, but I didn't know that it was like a blockbuster a that's going to be playing yeah. nationwide. Right. And so it was really, really cool to see Ishtar, uh, who has played on our stage multiple times. And we've and we played Ishtar and Budadar's music, and yeah, to awesome. see these Milwaukee musicians on the big screen was really great.
1: Yeah, and it was really cool. Uh, it was a really fun game because I'd heard Ishtar before, but mm-hmm. I've never, I never re- really didn't know what he looked like. So I'm watching it the whole time. I'm like, which one is he? Uh uh-huh. huh. He's, he's Freaky Steve. He's Freaky Steve, which is which actually is a great name. It's a great name, and it was actually one of my favorite scenes where they're all driving around in a car after a fancy wedding and freaky Steve wants to know why he wasn't invited. And they're like, cause you're freaky Steve. (laughs) You're not big Steve. You're not cool. Steve. You're freaky Steve. I love that. That was a great, that was a great great. part. Uh, what did you think about white boy Rick in general? I thought it was okay. I mean, it's like, it's an, it is an interesting story. Um, I don't, I'm like not a hundred percent convinced that it was necessary to tell. You know what How I mean? so? Uh, well, the bones of the film, like what happens to th- him and his family. And it's essentially it's a story about a poor family in Detroit. It's a single father, Matthew McConaughey, yeah.
0: and then um, a daughter and son. The daughter is played by Belle Powley. Yeah. And the son is played by Ricky Merritt. And Ricky Merritt is, is white boy. Yeah, he's a
1: newcomer, I believe.
0: And they're poor. They have grown up in the poverty of Detroit. And uh, essentially, it's kind of like this family drama that follows them. She, uh, you know, is addicted to drugs from the outset. Yeah. He kind of, like, has to get into crime to, like, save the family. There's Matthew McConaughey,
1: who's kind of, like, on the fence the whole time. He's, he's He sells d- uh, guns, guns, essentially, yeah. to try to make money. And they aspire to open a video store. So they're doing all this stuff to, to hopefully do something legit in the future. Right. Uh, but they, you know they have a hard time. Why do you think that it was a bit unnecessary? Well, a couple of things. One, I was
0: I cuz I felt the same way. Did
1: you Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, one is um I did like the filmmaking is intended to make you have sympathy for a family that are all committing crimes. Right. <laughs> right. With terrible consequences. And, I, you know, the tone of it and the way the actors portray the characters, they try, you know, you can tell that that's the intention. But at some point, you have to kind of take stock and say, why do I feel sorry for the people who are doing these things? Mm-hmm. Was there circumstance such that led them to it? Are they good at heart? And in the movie, at least, I don't know, in real life, in the movie, at least, they do these things to make you believe, oh, they're good at heart. Right. I don't know that it matters. Like, in this situation, I was watching, I'm like, yeah, they did the, you know he he has a baby and he loves the baby the grandfather likes the baby you know of course you do you, you're not a monster but i also like you don't necessarily you do you 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 may deserve what happened
0: right and uh, at the end it, it kind of or the whole thing is kind of made to make you feel this that this injustice has occurred yeah. and uh, i didn't really that didn't really land for me
1: yeah also contextually it's a film about uh, a wh- a white kid and a white family um that are unjust like they make you feel like they're like oh they're put in prison for these things that they did and you should feel sorry for them but contextually uh happens to black men w- wildly more yes and that and there are fewer films about it you know what I mean yes. it's like this film is about a and you- I
0: was thinking about that the whole yeah. time which why are we are why are we firing? following the like three white people in this community. Yeah.
1: And to be honest, they they do for like a moment they address it in the film. Uh white boy Rick is young, like is like we said he's like 14, 15, yeah. 16 and he works for a uh, a little man, a guy character named Little Man who's sort of like the the boss, the big boss. Uh-huh. and he tells white boy Rick at one point he said, "If you go to jail, you're going to do white white boy time. Right. He goes, if I go to jail, I do black man time, Mm -hmm. which is substantially more uh, time. And uh, he goes, like he got released from prison after something happened. He goes, you got released because you're white. That would not have been the same case for me. Even though they mention it, like the fact that there's a big budget film with big stars in it, Bruce Dern is in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Piper Laurie is in it. And Mm -hmm. Piper Laurie, I don't know why she's in it. She has like three lines and there are certain stars in this that I'm like are poorly used yeah um and uh, i don't yeah i just uh, it's just one of those things that it does weigh-, weigh on you it's not necessarily the film's fault it's the industry's fault uh but yeah so, but the film itself was decent it was fine it was it was decent and fine i saw it uh with my girlfriend
0: who enjoyed it yeah i was not super compelled by it right i will say uh, as a
1: as a positive point yes the performances definitely uh are the highlight of the film
0: also just great seeing Ishtar and Budadar on the big screen. Yeah. Your hometown heroes. Yeah, yeah. Really you know, cool to see. it's great to go and just to to see them and to see our city uh you know in a in a national light. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKE Film, member FDIC. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 889 prize.
1: And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was rude. <laughs>
0: All right, White Boy Rick, we kind of both mentioned that we weren't super compelled by the storyline. First off, they didn't really say that it was based on a true story. Yeah, and uh, then there's a part where the FBI is involved, and uh, at the end, it kind of makes you feel like there you should feel incensed by, uh, yeah, like a certain FBI kind of injustice. Screwed, the
1: FBI screwed them over, and,
0: and I didn't, I didn't super feel incensed, no. and uh, I, I was not really like moved or compelled by the whole thing. We had four people leave in the theater. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I, we saw it at like 10 o'clock at oh, night. Sure. And so it was like, you know, about to hit midnight, but people were walking out. But if I have to choose between Matthew
1: McConaughey and a good night's sleep, <laughs> it's an easy choice. my friend.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about the performances. What do you think about Matthew McConaughey's performance? Uh, it's fine. Here's the thing.
1: <laughs> he was, yeah, it was just like a weird voice. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. I, I think he's a skilled actor. I don't think he's one of the best actors around. Yeah, uh, I think he gets talked about in that fashion. But honestly, there is a, a big dollop of Matthew McConaughey in every role I've ever seen him in. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's particularly versatile. Even if he's able, like I know in Dallas Buyers Club, he lost a lot of weight. Uh, you know, yeah. he does that kind of thing. I don't find him super compelling as an actor, even though I think he's perfectly adequate. Yeah. I don't hate him as an actor. I just don't. I'm not overwhelmed by him as a person drives me insane <laughs> <And> <laughs> all, now, right, because, all right all like, right all right when i was looking at my grandpa and my mind and my dreamscapes and playing my bongos like i get it uh, you're a hippie and you've got great abs but <laughs> i don't really need to hear any more speeches from you mm-hmm. i find him to be like country pretentious is like a mm-hmm. good way that's a mis- great way to I'm describe it i'm from missouri that. i'm f- very familiar with <laughs> Country yeah. Pretentious. Uh huh. And it is, um, it's, every time I watch him in a movie now, I just hear him giving some exceptionally long speech that he's just making up as he goes along. That means zero.
0: Yeah. I am with you on that. I think that he was phenomenal in Dallas Buyers Club, which I think is his best role. Yeah. Also in um, True Detective, which uh, he was sure, just yeah. an all star in. Yeah. It was a good movie. But there has That's been, been plenty of Sahara.
1: I, I got to be honest with you. I love Sarah. <laughs> I watched it a couple of times, but I think I credit right. it, I credit it more to Steve Zahn. All right, I really like Steve Zahn, man. Of course,
0: <laughs> um, but I feel like he has been a clunker in a lot of roles. Yeah, um, or he's just been fine.
1: Yeah, I think that's more. I think that's more common. He's like he's he he does a interstellar decent job. Fine. Yeah, he's but he's always going to be that character from Bazed and Confused. Yeah, Because I think that's the closest role to him that I've ever seen.
0: Well, the other performance in this, the big one was Ricky Merritt, Richie Merritt. Yeah. Richie Merritt playing uh, White Boy Rick. And I think that he did a really good job. I mean, super young kid. Yeah. Um, And also Belle Powley playing his sister. Belle and Powley, I thought she was
1: great. Belle Powley's really good. And she was, I, th- I don't know if it was her first film or not, uh, but she was in a film called Diary of a Teenage Girl. And her performance, I thought, was really, really great. It was it was funny and realistic at the same time, and yeah. I really liked her in this too. I, I'm I'm kind of a fan of hers, but I've only seen maybe two or three of her her roles.
0: Yeah, she definitely has more. This was um, this was Richie Merritt's first film, yeah. and I thought he did a really great job. Uh, playing the tone of that character was mm-hmm. really difficult, and uh, I I kind of felt like. His tone is just that he like doesn't. He's just like going. He's just like doing what he's got to do.
1: It's a the thing about his performance is it's a very subtle performance, but it's, yes. it's also a subtle performance amidst a lot of bigger performances. Matthew McConaughey, Bell, uh, Bruce Dern, and uh, everybody in it. They they're a little bit bigger, and he's right. quieter. He's subtle, and he does a really good job at that. It'll be hard to kind of judge until I see him in a couple other movies, if that was genuinely a subtle really well done performance or if he's just some quiet kid that they got to do. I, li- <laughs> I listened to an interview with him
0: and it, that was like his voice is like pretty similar to like his voice in the movie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wondered that too. It does seem like him. The biggest part that irked me in this yeah. movie, the like single, like kind of scene or line oh, yeah. was Bruce Dern standing up and saying, you're taking away a kid's life. Yeah. I was like,
1: come on. Yeah. There was, and that's the thing that bothered me about this movie. Like I said before, there's a bunch of actors in this movie that are really good actors mm-hmm. that are used very poorly or very minimally. And it makes me wonder why they're. maybe there was like an ex, a longer version and most of their parts got cut out. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Bruce Dern. And it just made me feel weird the whole time being that he
0: is like, these are the only three white characters in this community. Yeah. And it's like, you couldn't. Why we just had to follow yeah, the yeah. three white
1: people and feel right. sympathetic for them. Um, yeah, in a situation that's very different, especially in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I will say, on a lighter note, my favorite part was the discovery that, of the existence of a hip-hop skate rink. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that existed. I've heard of disco skate rinks. They, this was the like opening scene
0: rink. of this skate rink, yeah. I was like, dang, I love that idea of going to the place where you don't know who's going to be there and who's not and it's just like the place where everybody goes to see and be seen (laughs) and it's a skate skate rink rink in detroit in (laughs) the 80s yeah i was i wanted to live there oh my god the best (laughs) performance in the film danny brown oh danny brown um yep is hilarious. I can't believe it took us this long to bring this up. Yes, Danny Brown is in. He plays a uh, a bad guy, or yeah, he plays he's like, like a, kind of a
1: rival drug dealer. Like, and he.
0: I yeah, have. I, I interviewed Danny Brown once. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at Eau Claire, and he's he's got a very distinct laugh. Yes. And I have a file on my desktop of that is life. called Danny Brown laugh. <laughs> and if I'm ever down. I just pull that in and I play And he uses it in
1: the film. He laughs a bunch in the film. Yes, he He does. He has a very small, it's a cameo. Uh, he plays sort of a rival big shot uh, and he gets beaten up pretty hard. But he, it, it, it was really exciting to see him in that. Wow. And we are, we're missing the best
0: performances. The The other best performance, yeah. that little tiny kid. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was telling white boy Rick that he's got, that he's a dad and right. that he has to go see his sister. And he's like, you got to go see my sister, do the right thing, be a man. I was like, I want to see a
1: movie with this kid. Oh, yeah. That kid's going to go places. And she's like, uh, 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 "Don't make me come back here. You don't, or you don't want me to come back here." Yes. And she's like, "Like two feet tall." Yeah. It was pretty great. That was the, be- that yeah, was the yeah. best. Yeah. There's re- really great performances. It's definitely not. It's not a clunker. It's little concerning uh, just about the socially how films are made and which ones are selected, and I've, and obviously this story is and not. Representative. I was kind of
0: confused as how I was supposed to feel. At the right. end, when it just kind of came on heavy, that you should feel some kind of like injustice, right. that you should like be mad at the FBI. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, it was just kind
1: of situational. Yeah. There are decent moments, and like we said, there's some really great performances in it. Uh, so you know, make it yep. you you decide. Yeah,
0: White Boy Rick is in theaters now. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about next week. I bet it's. A, I'm. I'm going to guess it's... it's about a book. yeah <laughs> classic. <laughs> Probably a Charles Dickens classic. Uh, this is Cinnabuds. Cinnabuds is produced by Tyrone Miller. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Our theme song is by Brett Newski. Oh, you mean the Newsk? And we get we also get support from Associated Bank and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please, please do that. Thanks for listening. So long. So long. So long. So long.